Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We have a very special guest on hold right now, and let's bring him in. Barry Wilner joins us, Associated Press football writer. Barry, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm just uh, sitting here watching this crazy Eagles-Rams game, and uh, uh, it's been a fun day, I must say. What is what is going on in L.A.? Why is it just something magical about Nick Foles where he comes in late in the season and all of a sudden the football team starts to perform? I think part of it is that the, uh, without question, the Eagles have so much gumption, they have so much uh, uh, inner fortitude, and uh, they learned that last year when Carson Wentz went out and they went and won the Super Bowl with Foles, so they have tremendous um, confidence in him. But to me, it's just the coaching staff uh, is a really strong coaching staff that gets these guys to play all the time. They lose some assistant coaches. It really hasn't had a big effect. They play hard all the time, and they tend to usually play pretty smart. So even with all these injuries, and, and my God, the secondary, you and I could probably start in the secondary. It's still uh, on defense. They're still putting up a great effort against the Rams, and they did so last week against the Cowboys. You know, it's it's odd because that was going to be my next question. It sounds like you just answered it because I, 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 I was wondering, and maybe you'll fight against this narrative a little bit, that Nick Foles makes the rest of the team mind their P's and Q's because maybe he's not as naturally talented as what they get out of Carson Wentz, and so maybe it causes them to play more focused football. From what you're telling me, that's not true. No, I think they play focused all the time. Um, I do think, though, that when um – all of these guys went out, not just Wentz, but so many of these guys went out. They're, um, the guys behind them who haven't really had much of a chance to play are so well coached and um, they're able to step in and play pretty well. And obviously this is not nearly the team it was last year and they probably won't make the playoffs. But just mm-hmm. watching them and the heart that they show in these games, uh, I think uh, it's something that all Philadelphia fans should be really proud of. Barry Wilner joining us, Associated Press. So what do we do with Carson Wentz now in this situation? Because there's a lot of folks saying, well, he's he's prone to injury. And I'm going, okay, yeah, what else are they supposed to do here? So what is the future with the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz? Can you explain it to me any better? Uh, he's the quarterback of the future. I think they'll sit him out the rest of the way, whether that means uh, actually getting in the playoffs or just two more games. Uh, I think they will uh, keep uh, Nick Foles. I think the insurance policy for him is very much worth it. I think Foles is certainly willing to accept that. So um, I wouldn't worry too much about Carson Wentz's job. I would worry a little bit about the fact that he's had two major injuries. But from what everyone has told us, this injury is one he'll be able to recover from and, and be back next season. Barry Wilner joining us from the Associated Press. So you'd look up and down the NFC. The Dallas Cowboys took a terrible loss earlier today. So did the Seattle Seahawks. At least that one was an overtime. Minnesota a little bit back on track after they make that change with the offensive coordinator. From top on down, I know it's Saints, Rams, Bears, Cowboys, Seahawks, Vikings. Who's the most dangerous out of this group in the NFC? If you had asked me this on Friday, I would have said the Seahawks. Um, And I may still say it after the next two games, but they, they really laid an egg today. They were not prepared. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very flat against um, San Francisco. But th- to me, they may be the, the team that plays the type of playoff football you need, and more so than a lot of the others. Uh, the Saints are the most talented team, and they might be the most balanced when you consider the teams that have great offenses. They may have the best defense uh, in the NFC. Uh, but I still think that uh, Seattle and Chicago with those defenses, and maybe Dallas, are going to be tough outs in the playoffs. Barry Wilner joining us on the show. So in Minnesota, they make that change where John Filippo just not on the same page with what was going on with Mike Zimmer. Do you think that maybe he got caught up in the head coaching candidacy? Uh, I would hope not. It's possible, but I would definitely hope that that wouldn't be the case because that would hurt him uh, down the line uh, to know that he could be distracted like that. So I would... You know, hope that wasn't true. Uh, well, be, because and the reason I ask you, the reason I ask you, Barry, is because we're seeing so much different in the NFL than we have over the past even three years. We're we're seeing a lot more shotgun. We're seeing a lot more spread. We're seeing a lot more going to the line. A little bit more like a college atmosphere, and it's fun for the fans. But do you think? And, and, and again, Mike Zimmer's going. We're not running the ball. We're not running the ball. We're still not running the ball. And then finally, they fire him, and it brings in the question: Going, you know, a lot of owners want to see that some GMs might want to see that where you're spreading it out a little bit and do you th- maybe he just kind of got caught up in the whole feeling of it without actually looking at the personnel that he had and actually working with the personnel that that fit more of a pro style run the ball more control the ball control the clock type of system yeah but that would be hard to argue considering he has Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and Kyle Rudolph so he does have the receivers who can run that type of an offense. So um, I just think that uh, part of the problem there was a little bit of panic, actually, and I think most of the problem there is that people have overrated how good the Vikings are, and I really think they are kind of a 500 team this year. Ah, I love it. Barry Wilner joining us on the show. So tell me about the AFC. Who's the most dangerous over there? Uh, Probably the Chargers because they're the most balanced. Um, I, I really am down on the Chiefs right now. Uh, I, I would not be shocked if the Chiefs lose in Seattle next week and wind up as a wild card. And um, we saw today uh, the Patriots have trouble on the road. They're always going to be the most dangerous team until they get knocked out. But if they play you and Foxborough, they don't lose. If they play elsewhere, they're very vulnerable. Uh, I'm not impressed by the Steelers. Uh, and I, I think that um, I actually like what I've seen from the Texans most of the season, not the last two weeks so much. But I think the Chargers really are the team uh, that, that is most balanced in the AFC. And the question there is, they've never really won big. They never won the really big games. They've done it this year in the regular season. Can they do it in the playoffs? For Baltimore, and the question with Joe Flacco, is there a possibility, and we heard a little bit about this this morning, is there a possibility with a trade at the end of the year, would you be quick to trade him, or would you still see what's going on in 2019, even with Lamar Jackson and some of the success that he's having? I think they're going to be committed to Lamar Jackson as the quarterback of the future, and he'll be the starter next year. Now, to keep Flacco with the kind of contract he has when you're not paying Lamar Jackson a crazy amount is doable but you have to see what will be out there in the market if you try to trade him. I think they'd be interested in him. Um, I I think there's some coaches out there who would like to have a veteran quarterback uh, on their team uh, to to, um, help with the process, I guess you might say, 
of a younger quarterback, and that's what John Harbaugh has. But Flacco wants to start. So I, I think there are places he could start. How good would he look in a Giants jersey? Yeah, I don't see that. I think I still think Eli Manning has another year or two there. Uh, you protect him, he plays well. You don't protect him, um, and or you stop Saquon Barkley in the run game, the, the Giants are always going to struggle. So they aren't going after a quarterback this offseason? They'll continue to do the Eli Manning thing? No, I do think. I think they probably will draft a quarterback. They're going to have a nice, you know, top 10, top 12 pick. And I think they will draft a quarterback. But I think Manning will be the starter certainly next year. And uh, they'll develop somebody. Neither of the backups they have right now is the guy. Um, But I don't see Joe Flacco being in, in New York, no. Well. So when do you think that they – this is interesting here. Barry Wilner joining us on the show. When do you think they take a guy then? If, if the Giants are going to take a guy, when do they take him? I think they may take him in the first round in this coming, upcoming draft. Okay. They've, got the, you know, they've got the two guys uh, in Barkley and in Beckham. You know, Beckham signed long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a very good second receiver in Shepard. They need to fix that offensive line, but I think they may do that more through free agency than anything else. And uh, I think that this will be the year they'll take a quarterback, whether it's um, uh, in the first round or second round. I, th- I think that will be where they'll head. So where do you think that Joe Flacco could end up? Just take a guess. Uh, there's a lot of things. First of all, I, I have a feeling, and I have nothing to substantiate this. This is just a feeling that John Gruden uh, is not a Derek Carr fan. Uh, so I could see Flacco maybe winding up out there. Uh, that's one place. Um, I can see him wind up in Jacksonville, absolutely wind up in Jacksonville, which wants to build a type of uh, running attack with a quarterback who can complement it, and that would suit him pretty well. That's another possible landing spot for him. Barry, I totally agree about the Gruden thing, by the way. I, I know that I know no rumors or no no sources or anything, but going on the feeling, I, I think you're 100% right. As much as I, I disagree with John Gruden on the whole thing, I, I totally get what you're saying. Barry, thank you very much for the time, my friend. We'll run you down again soon. You bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.